Hello and welcome everybody to the Big Kid Show. I'm your host, Mark. I'm joined by Brian, aka Mr. B, and Big Nick. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Today, we are playing Top 3. Who are the top three people that you are afraid of that are not in prison? (laughs) We all know the world is full of tough guys, and rarely does anyone want to admit when someone intimidates them. But that's exactly what we are going to attempt today. We're each going to pick three people that we wouldn't want to catch alone in a back alley at midnight. Someone that if you said the wrong thing to them may fly off the handle and hit you with the handle. (laughs) Now, the rules around this are as follows. The people we pick have to be alive. So no picking fearful characters from the past like Andre the Giant, Bruce Lee, or Genghis Khan. The people we pick have to still be with us. Although we can specify a certain time period when they were at their most badassness. Mm. That is <laughs> yes. a word, right? Yes. Badassness? Correct. Okay. All right. So second rule, they can't be in prison. That means no picking heinous serial killers or criminals that are already doing their time. No David Berkowitz or El Chapo. The people we pick are free to show up right after this episode and make our fears a reality. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> but, but here's hoping they don't. So with all that out of the way, we're ready to play. Big Nick, Mr. B, how we doing? Doing, doing awesome, good, buddy. My friend. Good, good. And I have to say, this is uh, our first in-person podcast. I it hope is. you guys don't mind it me is. mentioning that. Your guys' faces are beautiful. <laughs> yes, we are in the flesh tonight. So, all right, let's get this party started. Big Nick has uh, won the hard-fought paper, rock, scissors to uh, to go first tonight. So, I went with the rock method. <laughs> If anybody wants to know, I went with rock, the rock. rock. Brian, do you want to disclose your method? Yeah, you it's called the middle it. finger method. <laughs> Turns out that the rock method wins 33.3% of the time. The middle finger method, zero. So my strategy is flawed, yes. There was no white flag waving on the middle finger, but there may as well have been. There was some jerk kid in my neighborhood growing up that he did the fire. Like, he, out of nowhere, he was like, rock, paper, scissors, fire, hit you with fire. And he's like, I was like, what does fire be? He's like, everything. I'm like, then why don't we just all ballistic missile yeah. fire all the time? <laughs> Those are crazy, stuff. crazy rules there. Okay, well, for number three, my number three person that I am afraid of. Now, this guy has done time, but he's out. He's free. Free he's man. roaming amongst us, all right? <laughs> he could show up at any moment. Brian, did you lock the door before we start it this? It is wide open okay, upstairs. Good, and when good. he shows up, he will be easily recognized because he has a tattoo on his face. <laughs> all right? I'm going with Mike Tyson. I'm going to get a little specific with this because Mike got down and dirty, and he was a pretty bad guy for a span of his life may still be don't know, but specifically I'm going with the late 1980s, Mike Tyson. Tyson won his first 19 professional heavyweight boxing fights by way of knockout 12 of them in the first round. He won the WBC title in 1986, added the WBA and IBF titles in 1987. This made Tyson the first heavyweight boxer to simultaneously hold the WBA, WBC, and IBF titles, and the only heavyweight to successfully unify them. So this is when I really became aware of this really bad dude, Mike Tyson. This was leading up to 1988, okay? When Tyson became the lineal champion, 
when he knocked out Michael Spinks in 91 mm. seconds of the first round. I, rem- I seconds. remember that one, actually. He successfully defended his titles nine times. In 1990, though, Tyson lost the titles to the underdog, a huge underdog, 44, I'm sorry, 41 to one underdog, my favorite boxer of all time, Buster Douglas from Columbus, Ohio, who knocked him out in the 10th round. And that was the thing with Tyson. It was always like, if you could get him past the third round, which very few could, you just saw that. We talked about 12 of his first 19 fights by way of knockout in the first round. If you could get him past the third, you had a shot. You had a chance. And Tyson always has defended his loss that day to Buster Douglas that, that happened in Tokyo. He says on that day, nobody in the entire world could have beat Buster Douglas. So everybody's got their day. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with um, Tyson, I do know that there was a lot of talk when he was defending his title that he was fighting like a lot of tomato cans. Yeah. He wasn't really going up against anybody, but everything was a big payday. Buster Douglas was 41 to 1 odds. So Douglas wasn't supposed to have a chance at all. Now, early in the game, Tyson's nickname was Kid Dynamite. And then a little bit later, what he is most known as is Iron Mike Tyson. This all because he was such a heavy power puncher. Later, he was known as the baddest man on the planet. So, of course, he makes it onto my list. I believe it. Because he's the baddest man on the planet, right? Tyson holds the third longest unified championship reign in heavyweight history at eight consecutive defenses. Tyson was known for his ferocious and intimidating boxing style as well as his controversial behavior inside and outside of the ring. He once bit a man's ear off. Inside the ring, <laughs> and that's true story. Not that's many true. people can admit, can uh, claim that. Well, and it's it's funny on top top of that, Nick, is that because I think it's the first time a heavyweight title bout ended in disqualification because they, yeah. that just doesn't happen. I mean, right. usually someone gets knocked out or a TKO, but like literally, they're like, "Dude, you bit a dude's ear off. We have to stop the fight." And it's not. It's like not even a contest. It's just you're disqualified. So well, and Holyfield actually posted on social media. I guess a bunch of people were giving him crap about not having the rest of his ear. He posted a video of himself <laughs> like, saying, "Look, it's right here. I have an ear. Please believe me." <laughs> <laughs> so I want to be clear though, because Tyson is not what I would call or identify as a stand-up guy, and I have a feeling that we're going to have not a lot of stand-up guys on these lists. The previous top threes that we've done, it would be an honor to make it on any of our top threes. This is not a list that you want to end up on or find yourself on. So I'm not championing this man. In fact, that he had some very dark days and dark times and things that I hope he's not proud of. But regardless, at one time, this dude was the baddest man on the planet. And having watched a lot of documentaries about uh, Mr. Mike Tyson, one thing that I always found fascinating about him was his entrance to the ring was not sh- very showy, and his his outfit that he wore was not very showy. Yeah. He looked like he was walking in off of the street and stepping into the ring and ready to just smash you. He was a one-hit guy. Like, he's looking to land that perfect punch. The guy could do it better than anybody else. And he would stare down his opponent the entire buildup to the first round. And he said in those documentaries, he knew immediately if he was staring you down, as soon as you looked away, he knew you were his. He said Buster <laughs> Douglas was the only guy that never looked away yeah. from Mike Tyson. So 
My number three, boys and girls, Mr. Iron Mike Tyson. Well, plus, if you remember, Mr. Zach Galifianakis took a punch for Mike Tyson in the hangover. So <laughs> that dude might be then more tougher than Mike Tyson, just so you know. A little side note there. Well, it's funny because he's actually starting to, uh, you know, talk about a comeback and, and trying to get back out and, and get a match together. So, I mean, it's not like he's giving it up. And it's funny if you see photos of him from late 2000s to now, I mean, it's... Yeah, I he, still wouldn't uh, want to be punched by him now. No, no, it doesn't look like fun. <laughs> he could still land that perfect one. It and, doesn't matter what you in the next week. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right, all right. So we got one down. Let's keep it moving, Mister B. What do you got on your so, number three? Again, person you're most scared of, terrified. I'm going to go with the man that played in HBO series Game of Thrones, The Mountain, Mister Halfboard Julius. Born Bjornson, I'm sure I butchered that name. That but, guy's uh, the size of a mountain. The mountain. So again, if you guys have seen Game of Thrones, uh, especially like the end of the season, you see more of them. But so this dude is legit six nine four fifty two. I mean, just to put that in perspective, Shaquille O'Neal is seven foot tall and was like three hundred something. So this dude has like one hundred and fifty pounds on Shaq. I mean, think about that. And then on top of it, so you know kind of following him a little bit he's not just huge he's actually like a world's strongest man competitor and literally just like a month and a half ago he actually set the world record for deadlifts he deadlifted 1105 pounds that's insane and and it did it was like may 2nd so it was just very recently he beat the record by three pounds so it's not like he smashed it but he <laughs> yeah, beat, but he, he lifted 1100 pounds but those guys ground. are at the upper echelon of what anybody could lift <laughs> oh yeah so, You're talking the, the limits of human power yeah. of anybody. But, you so, know, when we think of dudes you're scared of, uh, I mean, this guy could probably pick up like the three of us in one hand and then just throw us. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about that, like, like I mean, he throws kegs like, you know, mm. hundreds of yards. I feel like 170 pound Brian is getting tossed. Well, <laughs> somebody that it hurt me not to be able to put on the list that I mentioned earlier is Andre the Giant because you oh, look yeah. at that guy and he's he's a monster and that's when you describe this guy and now he's built much differently than Andre the Giant obviously but when you when you get somebody that's that mammoth in size how do you not get a little intimidated when, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you walk up to him and maybe you spill his drink not a good move no well and it's kind of funny size humor is though like the, his wife who is he's married now she's like five one wow so why is that always the case like Shaq's wife is <laughs> yeah. not even of average height i don't know but it's because if you all you have to do is look up probably a picture and she like comes up i don't even think to his waist and you know <laughs> and she's probably like 112 pounds or something i mean hmm. but massive man he's easily my number three sword or no sword i don't want a piece of that guy Solid choice, solid choice. Thank you, sir. All right, so I will wrap up our uh, last number three option here. So I went a little bit of a different route, and hopefully you guys don't hate me for this. I, I picked somebody. They're not physically imposing, like the, the gentleman that you guys went with. Um, and it is an actor. He's a little more the, – the, the fear is a little more based on what's done in the movies that he's been in. All right? So it's a little more character-based. So hopefully you guys will will forgive me. This is the only one I kind of went this route with. But I had to throw it out there. And my choice is Joe Pesci from any mob movie <laughs> ever made. Joe Pesci. 
I don't know if I've Funny ever, how. Funny how. Do I amuse you? <laughs> Do I amuse you? I don't know if I could pick anybody who is more of a loose cannon in any movie that he's ever been in. You freaking shoot the guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he's definitely not not physically imposing in any way. And probably all of us are easily taller than he is, right? But, I mean, you look at the films. He was Goodfellas. He paid, played Casino, Tommy DeVito yeah. based on a real mobster, Thomas DeSimone. Uh, and that's the funny how. Do I amuse you? We got Casino. Uh, he was Nicky Santoro based on Mob Enforcer, mm-hmm. Anthony Spilotoro. Mm. Uh, Spilotro, I'm sorry. I'm probably about to get waxed just for uh, messing that <laughs> yeah, name that up. Was bad. A Bronx Tale. Who can forget my cousin Vinny? Even right. in a comedy, I'm sorry, that guy, you don't yeah. want to mess with him. You're the two like, youths. The two youths, you can already tell. And then the Home Alone series, even though he got his ass kicked, I'm sorry, you can right. still tell he was ready to man, put you some damage. Watch, yeah, the sticky bandits, man, watch out. Yeah, anybody that like, is literally trying to hurt, what, a nine-year-old? Like, dude, you do not want to mess with that, that guy. That nine-year-old took a blowtorch to Pesci's head. Yeah. Right? And still is alive. So. Yeah, and somehow is still so alive. Actually, probably should put Macaulay Culkin as number one. <laughs> That's actually true. Maybe I should have had Macaulay. And actually, I'm surprised Macaulay is still with us. Well, and Mark, but. I'm glad you went that route, too, because you're right. Uh, characters are part of that. And so, I mean, I'm sure if you saw Joe Pesci now, he's like 75. He's, but, he's almost 80. But Mafia Joe Pesci was pretty terrifying, even mm-hmm. with his short size, which I think is awesome because, like, his... I don't know. The way he carried himself was yeah. scary. Because, again, you ran into him on the street and you'd be like, hey, little fella. I want to pick you up or something. What do you mean I'm little? <laughs> want to go around picking up men? That's what it lift you up. And... Check you. Here's the thing, though. Character or no character, I don't think, I don't get the vibe that if the three of us were walking down a dark alley and it's just Mr. Pesci by himself, I don't think he's afraid of the three of us. No, probably all. not. No. He doesn't strike me as a man that, that gets easily mm-hmm. scared. He's not I, spooked. And I think he thinks he's got a shot no matter what in any fight. And that makes him one very dangerous cat. Well played for number uh, for your number three there, Mark. Amen, amen. All right, let's keep him moving. Uh, let's get on to our number two. So, Big Nick, let's kick it over to you. Number two, sir. Well, you, What are you going to do? Mark, you did a fantastic lead-in with Mr. Joe Pesci that is somewhat similar to this guy that I have on my list, but this guy's not likable in any sense of, of the word at all. Uh, in fact, he's easily very hated, but he's also a small man. But that's not what makes him dangerous, not his size. Some some things can make a person dangerous, not just their size. So for my number two, I have Kim Jong-un. Ooh. He became the well supreme. Played. <laughs> well played. Very well played. <laughs> he became the supreme leader of North Korea in 2011, and he has been a supreme pain in the ass ever since. <clears throat> That's right. Little Rocket Man is one of the most dangerous morons on the planet, and he Rocket scares Man. the hell out of me because he has a lot of power, a lot of weapons, zero brains, and absolutely no compassion, human decency. And the only life he values is his own. You better go lock that door, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> The North I, Korean I did, army. I might did be, think about uh, inviting him over for our cookout. Yeah, know? yeah, it could be. Oddly enough, Wikipedia lists him as a North Korean politician. First of all, there are no real politics or real elections in North Korea. He is also the leader of the Workers' Party of Korea since 2012, whatever that is. Speaking of Wikipedia, I took most of this next part straight from there because I couldn't have said it any better. 
Kim Jong-un rules a dictatorship where elections are not fair or free. Government critics are persecuted. Media is controlled by the regime. Internet access is limited by the regime. And there is no freedom of religion. His regime has imprisoned and killed millions of people. According to the United Nations, North Koreans are subjected to systemic, widespread, and gross human rights violations, where the regime seeks to dominate every aspect of its citizens' lives and terrorizes them from within. Since coming into power, Kim has ordered the execution of several North Korean officials. He is also widely believed to have ordered the 2017 assassination of his half-brother. They got those weird, mysterious deaths that seem to go on over there. Nobody has any answers. And sometimes it even creeps outside of the borders of North Korea, which makes him ever the more dangerous. Also, I don't know what this guy's real birth date is. All of the intel we have has this Oompa Loompa born on January 8th, North Korea says that it was 1982. South Korea says it was 83. And the United States, at least publicly, believes this to be 1984. The man is a mystery. He's a turd. I can't stand it. Well, you left off some of the most important facts, Nick, which, I mean, let's be honest. He was amazing in that movie, The Interview. Yes, The Interview, which they tried to ban. Which they tried to ban. He was hilarious in that movie. And (laughs) he scored multiple hole in ones playing golf. I mean, he said his best round was he shot an 18. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that. So you're kind of forgetting some of his, you know, quality factor. Dude's the greatest golfer ever. Uh, I don't, yeah, but think, I don't think he ever goes to the bathroom, ever. I think any sport he ever played in his life, he probably is the greatest athlete, yeah. yet probably the shortest man on I earth. I mean, dude, imagine his running back game. You can just tell that dude knows how to spin moves. Barry well, Sanders got nothing on him. <laughs> he, he shot an 18 at golf, right? Somebody his size, I'd like to ask him, do you call it miniature golf or is it to, <laughs> to you just golf? <laughs> Man, this we're gonna have to set up a, uh, a bout between you two, man. I can feel <laughs> no. the hate. Well, well played because yeah, I mean, and even I when we were doing this, I kind of went that route too. Like you know, I started creeping into world leaders, and yeah, I mean, those are guys that I mean, fear probably doesn't even describe it because, no. like you said, they're just so much stuff. A, you don't even know, and think of the, you know, him pushing certain buttons and people die, and yeah. there's no repercussions and. I mean, if if our American government's a little terrified of him, I probably wouldn't want to hang out with this guy, like, you know, anywhere. <laughs> well, and he's friends with Dennis Rodman, too, so that makes him even more annoying than what he already Dude, is. Dude, that's the, possibly the greatest rebounder in NBA history hangs out with Kim Jong-un. Maybe that's so. where he learned all his basketball game from. Yeah. No, the, guy, the guy's a scumbag. I mean, let's just call it what it is. And you know, I, I... So my number two, boys and girls, Little Rocket Man. Little Rocket Man. All right. Mr. B, let's kick it over to you. So what you got for number two. Yeah, obviously following up with uh, <laughs> Big Nick, um, I'm going with. It looks like I'm copying a little, but Iron Mike Tyson as my number two. Big Mike, and we don't even probably have to revisit a lot of stuff. Dude can punch probably through cinder blocks. Right. Actually, one thing I saw that um, it looks like when ESPN did a list of the hardest hitters in heavyweight history, Mike Tyson was clearly number one. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, a lot of times he's not always the best boxer, per no. se, but number one on the hardest hitting list. So, yeah. you know, like you said, if you can go nine rounds, you might have a shot. But 
he probably will hit you in those first eight rounds. And didn't he? Was he the one that had the quote that says everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth? Was that him? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I heard Strahan say that after the Giants beat the Patriots, but I think it originated someplace else. And I, th- right, I think it was something because they were like, "Well, what are you going to do if he plans on this?" He's like, "Well, everyone has a plan until I punch him in the face." That's true. And Mike Tyson can probably punch you really hard in the face. So, but you know, um, he was one thing on there. When he first won the heavyweight title, he was the youngest person to ever win a heavyweight title. That's right. 20 years, four months, 22 days. Um, and he won his first 19 fights by knockout, like you said, even yep. though they, the argument against him is some of them are a little, you know, easier wins than others. Tomato cans. Mm-hmm. Um, but all those guys, I mean, anybody who's fighting in a professional bout like that, they're still trained. They're still, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. He's still taking out tough guys. It's just a matter of they're not the the elite, exactly. which obviously Mike Tyson. And that's falls like into. it's always like after the fact is when you start reviewing it. So that's why it's like yeah. you know Muhammad Ali, you know, <clears throat> fought harder opponents and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was he didn't beat up David Spade. Yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> these were legit. <laughs> he did boxers. punch Zach Galifianakis in the face. <laughs> that's though, true. Really hard. That's true. Unprovoked too. Zach, but did it actually the- happen in the movie? Like I knew it happened in the movie, but did it actually happen? I like, mean, I'm gonna say yeah because I feel like Galifianakis. How good would- do you think? Tyson Tyson's acting skills yeah. are. Like, I feel like, not like can you. you pretend to punch this guy in the face? He's like, sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah. but don't you also feel like Galifianakis' acting career would have been over at that point? Like, well, he'd still face, be in the hospital. His face would caved in, yeah. He had some padding on the face yeah, to help out a little that's bit. That's true. So, that's true. fun little fact about uh, Mr. Iron Mike Tyson. Oh, I like fun facts. There you go. So, he was arrested... 38 times before he reached oh. the age of 13. Oh. So did he have a troubling childhood? Probably. I mean, we know Nick's seen his, his, the inside of a jail cell a few times, but 38 times by 13. <laughs> that's, that's getting it done. Oh, and, impressive. And obviously with some of his odd stuff with the tigers and pigeons and but yeah, he, this is also a guy that has a pretty sketchy past. I mean, there was obviously he was in prison for some rape stuff, and so not trying to build him no. up like I'm a fan. He's not a hero. He's not a champion. No, he can punch through your head, and he probably, you know, with the drug addiction and other stuff, he's probably not the most rational of person. So yeah, Mike Tyson, my number two. Let me throw in something real quick while we're on the subject of Tyson. There were some dudes. Okay, that I considered for my list and when really digging into their background, found out that they did some bad stuff against the fairer gender, the the, the smarter gender against the females. And I removed them from my list because of that. And we all know nobody's nobody's hiding this. We all know that Tyson has done those things. I left him on my list, though, because I think universally he would be considered on any list of this type, regardless of who you talk to. He's in the conversation. Yep. So it seemed more less fun, more appropriate to keep him in the conversation. Fair enough, buddy. Absolutely. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep it rolling. Number two. So my choice, I'm going to introduce mine as Mr. And hopefully I'm not stealing any of you guys. Number one. Chuck Norris. Oh! Chuck Norris, born in 1940, starred in hits like The Hitman, Delta Force 1 and 2, Walker, Texas Ranger. Was in the Air Force, which I didn't actually know, and studied uh, initially coming out of the Air Force, Tang Sudu. Uh, became a, a karate instructor. I just need to read off. So he fought 
in tournaments from 64 to 74. I just need to read off this list of tournaments. So he, he lost the first three that he was in, but was practically unbeatable after. So there was the National Karate Championships, the All-Star Championships, World Middleweight Karate Championship, All-American Karate Championship, Internationals, World Professional Middleweight Karate Championship, All-American Championship, National Tournament of Champions, American Tang Su Champion Championship, and the North American Karate Championship. That's a lot of championships. So, yeah, so I actually happened to saw this that. He has not lost a fight since 1968. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about that. And so, yeah, his record is something ridiculous, like 168 and 10 or okay, something. Okay, but yeah. what does that mean? Because technically, <laughs> I've not lost a fight since 2005. <laughs> yeah, but you've been in three fights. I've not been in any fights. Yeah, he's a 10 since then. He's fought 180 people. You know? So in, in, in his he, karate tournaments, he went 65 and 5. Like, for karate, I mean, boxing is one thing, but for karate, that's a ridiculously good record. Yeah, because, because again, it's the, I mean, obviously some of the rules and stuff, but yeah, to just, I think even he probably just beat the crap out of everyone once he figured out what he was doing because he had losses early on in his career and then just started hammering it. Yeah, absolutely. And for honorable mentions, I mean, obviously I had some other, um, you know, uh, martial arts guys to, to consider, but but I think Chuck Norris has to take the list on that one. Yeah, Chuck so. Norris, he puts he puts laughter in manslaughter. Absolutely. <laughs> when nice. Chuck Norris goes swimming, he doesn't get wet. The lake gets Chuck Norris. Right. I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't that tell you when when a guy is relevant enough that the jokes are him and he's the punchline. There's not a whole lot of guys that pull that off successfully. I mean, there's one that I got to just, just so you know, Chuck Norris can kill your imaginary friends. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want a piece of that guy? <laughs> Chuck Norris, I mean, he makes onions cry. That's, I mean, just, you, just, just facts. Yeah, these just are facts. These are facts. <laughs> these are the facts of the case. All right. That is two rounds in the books. So let's keep it rolling on. We are on to the main event. Yes. The number one round. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Rolling, rolling. So, Big Nick, number one. Let's have some fun. What do you got? I like that you said let's have some fun because my number one pick was going to be all about fun because my number two pick was a very big, heavy Debbie Downer. Mr. Kim Jong-un, nobody likes that guy. Uh, so I went with a fun pick for my number one, and yet still a very, very scary individual. I went with Mark William Calloway. Oh. Anyone? No. Nah, Anyone? Not too familiar with him. Better known as The Undertaker. Ah, well, I was going to say, because I thought yes. he, he makes great golf clubs. He almost <laughs> made my – well, I'll just say it. He was one of my, my honorable mentions. So growing up a WWF fan when I was a little kid, I wanted to make sure that I included – a wrestler and yes Andre the Giant was the first one that comes to mind but playing within the parameters of this Correct, sir. arena uh someone that is still alive I went with Mr. Mark William Calloway better known as the Undertaker everyone knows that wrestling is scripted but let's keep in mind these dudes and the ladies as well there are a lot of gifted athletes in the world of wrestling we are talking about big strong and fast dudes who are skilled at grappling Submission maneuvers that can incapacitate you. Oh, and they're skilled at lifting human beings over their heads and throwing you as far and as hard as they can. And it's hard to argue that there is anyone bigger and badder than The Undertaker. 
The Undertaker, big, strong, and fast, and not to mention he has links to the supernatural. The WWE <laughs> list Mr. Taker at 6 feet 10 inches tall and 309 pounds. Where I come from, we call that one big mammoth jamma. Huge. He ain't no mountain, but he's pretty big. Did I mention he's from Death Valley? That's fitting. Right. That That's... makes for good cinema, but Mark Calloway, who became The Undertaker in 1990, was born in Houston, Texas. He's the youngest of five boys. So you know he was in plenty of fights well before going into professional wrestling. The streak is one reason why he stands out from the rest of his colleagues. Beyond just size and physical strength, The Undertaker has been the in the main event and wrestling's main event of the year at least five times. So five times he has been in the headlining match of WrestleMania, and he is most famous for the streak where at one time he was 21-0. That's right, 21 straight wins at WrestleMania before ever losing on wrestling's biggest stage. That is a quality choice, and that is a mammoth of a human being. <laughs> like, that guy as a kid scared the crap out of me. Right, me too. But he was also one of my favorites because, for that reason. Like, and he had the kind of, I don't want to say goth look, I hate to say that, but it's that very, like, uh, dark, you know, kind I mean, Undertaker kind of look, right? He, I mean, the well, name literally could not have fit the character any better. His character is built to to appear like he's something out of a, a Halloween movie. You yeah. know, like he's he's got that that outfit. And the thing that I loved too about him when I was a kid was when when a you know big time wrestler would lay him out. Find it it take forever to take him down. Yep. But once they finally took him down, as soon as they turned their back to get the crowd to cheer, he would just pop right back oh. up. I loved it. Loved it. The Undertaker <laughs> is the man, and I'm very happy that he's my number one. That's a guy that Jason and Freddie would run from right. if they were in a horror movie. Or together, they would all I'm like, they'd sure. probably hang out and have a beer like at the end of the day. Together. And then Undertaker would yeah. pick him up and slam him up. Well, and remember, he would, he would pull down on the glove <laughs> and extend his hand up before he would walk over to the other wrestler and just start choking them. And his hands are so big. Yeah. The whole. The whole hand grips the entirety of the neck. When you talk about fear and somebody that can intimidate you, when somebody can just wrap their their hand around your throat right. and pick you up off the yeah. ground, yeah, that takes that takes something something <laughs> I, scary. I think I found somebody that Joe Pesci's afraid of. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the Undertaker. What are you saying? I'm scared. <laughs> How am I scared? <laughs> all right, all right. Mr. B, number one, what is your choice, sir? What are you bringing to the table? So my number one, that even though he's already been said, it's the great, the undefeatable Mr. Chuck Norris. Charles ah, Norris. Chuck Norris. So, fun fact, real name, Carlos Ray Norris. Whoa. Not sure he knew that. I, yeah. I didn't. I just went with Charles Norris. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's Carlos Ray. Um, you know, what we already talked about Chuck Norris. Um uh, I don't want to get a roundhouse kick from that guy in the face. Nope. No. That's nope. how you lose all your teeth. And then no matter what pants he's wearing. Yeah, exactly. But um, let's see. I had a couple little fun little facts because I know, Nick, you like fun facts. I love facts that are fun. And here's one for you that Mr. Mark didn't mention. Chuck Norris was in Dodgeball. Really? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He gives it. a thumbs up. He gives a thumbs up. Yeah. He was one of the judges. Ah, that's right. That's where the uh, that me or the uh, the GIF GIF well, comes yeah. from, whatever you want to call it. That's yeah. a whole other episode. Yeah. Right. How you pronounce that? Right. Well, so because we, you kind of talked about the um, 
karate was practicing, he actually like opened up his own karate studio and then had like famous clients. So Steve McQueen, Bob Barker, Priscilla Presley, Bob Barker, Donnie Osmond, Marie Osmond. I mean, these are the people that he trained. I knew the Price is Right got rough, but I didn't think it got yeah. that rough. Right. And I think, I mean, again, this is kind of glossed over stuff, but I think Steve McQueen pushed him to get into movies, which uh, then I think his movie debut was in like 69. Um, he was actually in the Dean Martin movie, The Wrecking Crew. Oh, a little tidbit there. Back, yeah. um, but so think about this. 69, first movie, 1989, Hollywood star of fame. So he only needed 20 years to get a Hollywood star of fame. <laughs> Um, also in 69, just you know, uh, I actually remember I used to get this magazine as a kid, uh, Black Belt Magazine. Why did you get that magazine? Because I, I was in a little martial arts. You were, yeah. huh? Are you? Oh, yeah. I think I was a green belt. No big deal. And right, no after we deal. shut off the mic, we're going to have to see. I will roundhouse kick you <laughs> right in the shin. <laughs> Let's test that theory. Right in the shin. <laughs> Ultimate flexibility. In 69, he was fighter of the year. So think wow. about that. Yeah. yeah. I was a subscriber to Black Belt Magazine. <laughs> 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 all right i am gonna kick you in the shin there later so chuck norris uh eggs because i liked his movies he's a almost undefeated uh martial artist and the chuck norris jokes just go for days I no, mean, yeah, they're fantastic yeah. yeah i mean i could i could keep going if you hit us with, with, hit us hit with us. a few okay. i think you got a couple gems over there so chuck norris beat the sun in a staring contest no big deal <laughs> um let's see chuck norris can do a wheelie on a unicycle <laughs> Did you know that? I bet you didn't know. You know what uh, Chuck Norris's blood type is? AK forty-seven. <laughs> yeah. All right, one more. <laughs> one more. One, one more. That's enough. Uh, uh, Chuck Norris once bowled a perfect game with a marble. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Well done. done. Well done, Mister B. Well done. All right. So we are almost all the way there. Let's bring it home. Uh, we've got my number one selection left, and yeah. if we'd have had a fourth person with us, a guest appearance on our show tonight, this guy might have hit the cycle because he made number three with Big Nick and number two with Brian Smith. Ooh. Number one, I've got Iron Mike Tyson. Okay. All right. I think the fact that he made all three of our lists tells me why he should have been number one on your guys' list. <laughs> So we can we can test out some of that black belt skills after this to have a conversation about it. But I'm telling you, Mike Tyson, scariest man on the planet that you do not want to be in the dark alleyway with. So he was born back in 66. And like I said earlier, the fact that he's mounting a comeback now right. is pretty incredible. Um, what so was the number? Because I, th I thought I saw something like... They're throwing around like $25 million. Yeah, to, it's going to gonna be bare knuckle boxing. It's going to be ridiculous. Bare knuckle boxing? Like, that's what I, I that's one of the art uh, offers I saw. And I don't know what else has transpired in the past week. But well, so, saw, so Holyfield is actually starting to prep up like he's going to potentially come back. So there's conversation about if there's going to be a rematch, Holyfield Tyson, which would be fair because you've got two guys of similar age, age experience, right? Hmm. But uh, let's, let's hope there's, you know, better mouth guards in, in this one. Yeah. What, but, what were you about to say there, Nick? Better mouth guards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I did see something online actually just this morning and something last night where they were trying to pair him up with another boxer. I don't know if it's, it would be a rematch. It wasn't Holyfield because that name would stick in my mind. But there was a significant purse, you know, significant amount of money that they were talking about. Yeah. 
throwing at these guys to uh, yeah, to have a fight. Now, I would question if where because you have to be licensed. Well, but and then, I think he runs into some issues in some of the states that but, he's not licensed to box in. But nowadays, I, it doesn't matter. Anymore. And, and yeah. I think they have ways where they can say, "Well, this is an unsanctioned match," or they oh. find it. I mean, with that much yeah. money, it's just a pay per view event. There's no belt on the line, yeah, so, so it doesn't have I mean, to be. So it's like yeah. even I think they can preface it by saying, "Like this isn't even licensed by the boxing commission." I think isn't that kind of what they did with. Uh, when uh, what's his name the UFC McGregor. guy fought. McGregor, yeah. I think it was like not even a real match. It was more it's just for show. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and he fought from you know eighty five to two thousand five. Fifty and six lifetime record. Forty four of those by knockout of the of the nineteen that you mentioned, Brian. So he had the nineteen professional fights by knockout. Yep. Twelve of those were in the first round. Yeah, you know and how if difficult you- it is to knock out professional boxers in the first round. I mean, and again, he's I mean, not punching like little guys. Like these are heavyweights. Yeah. So the fact that he hits so hard, and, and if you watch, like, there's like clips of just like his top ten knockouts, and they hurt. Like, Go watch the clips of him post, like during this comeback conversation. Oh yeah, he would. Kill and too. I, I'm sorry, like, because on some of these guys, we've picked like a, a time frame. Mike Tyson today. I don't want to catch in the alleyway. Yeah. Well, he's like fifty three, fifty five, fifty five. Yeah. I mean, I, I still don't want to catch him in the alleyway. So, and, and I remember, Nick, I watched a few of those documentaries like you're talking about. There was one of them, and this is this is one of those things where it, it makes him tough to include him on the list because he's obviously made some very undesirable choices in the past. Yes. But as a younger kid, I mean, they talked about him helping grandmothers across the street, and yeah. then he would rob them after he helped them across the street. And he admits to it, right? But But I think, you know, you look at Mike Tyson – He's been on like uh, you know different shows more recently. Like the Joe Rogan show was probably the most recent interview I've heard with him, yep. long form. Um, and it does seem like he's remorseful of things. He's kind of turned at least a mental corner to realize the the bad things that he's done. That doesn't forgive them in any way, shape, right. or form. Of but at least you know when people can you know people at some point do have to have an opportunity to at least see the flaws in their past and, and try to overcome. Yeah, he's, he's got plenty of them. And he has a lot to overcome. <laughs> that's for sure. Can we so. name the six people he lost to? We know Buster Douglas. I think I can. We know actually. Holyfield, but he only, did he lose the Holyfield once or twice? So let's see. I think only one time. to Holyfield. Did he lose to Lennox Lewis? So he lost to Buster Douglas. We said that one, right? Right. Uh, Holyfield twice. It was Holyfield twice. Okay, and then he had uh, that uh, a no contest. I don't know. If, I don't think that goes as a loss. Then two kind of unknown losses: Kevin McBride and Danny Williams. Okay, I remember the Danny McWilliams. Those who, were, who was th- the, th- those were in two thousand four. Kevin McBride. Who was the no contest? Kevin McBride is Danny McBride's older brother. <laughs> Kenny fucking Powers. <laughs> no, and those were the, his most two recent fights. Yeah, and then Lennox Lewis. I Let said Lewis. Lewis. Okay, yeah. yeah. And you know why he lost to Lewis. Lewis was like a head taller than him. And, yeah, you know, reach was, and Lewis was at the top of his game when Tyson was coming back out of prison. Well, because, I mean, honestly, he, he, he lost three of his last four fights. So, kind of, that was the end of his kind of decline. So, the no career. contest didn't count because we got Lewis, two guys we don't know, yeah. Holyfield twice, and yeah. Big Buster Douglas. So, yeah, I mean, if we look at his... His last six fights, it went no contest, win, loss, win, loss, loss. Is it who was the no contest? Andrew Golata. Andrew Golata. 
Because okay. he also because he tested positive for drugs. That's why Galata. Uh, I thought I Galata was one of the Russians because the Russians came in and they were they were pretty popular for for a big span of time. And uh, yeah, because that guy was forty eight and three at the time, and uh, that was in two thousand October when Douglas beat him. Douglas's mom, who he was very close to, passed away shortly before the fight. Yeah, so he had like. The, the fuel of, I just lost my mom. And, and boxing gave Douglas every chance in the world to back out and tried to talk him into backing out yeah. because nobody thought he had a chance anyway. Yeah, and I mean, he was 42-1 and one favorite or whatever it he was. Kept telling his, mm-hmm. He kept telling his family, I'm going to beat Mike Tyson. And yeah. the, at the time, that seemed like an impo- like impossible for anyone to beat Mike Tyson, well, not just yeah. Buster Douglas. Oh, yeah. I mean, that shows it in the odds that you brought up, I think, earlier, right? 41-1. Yeah. to one. Yeah. So here I have mine. Says I 40, put, mine says forty-two to one, but it could have been yeah, forty-two. So, to one, sorry. I mean, yeah, I, I wish I would have put a thousand dollars down on that. That's that's. <laughs> but again, I mean, it shows you how side one side was, and I even think from what I looked at, there's only like a couple casinos that were even honoring that bet because their thought was like, no one's you know Tyson's going to win. Why would we? I mean, we can take your money. But I wish I would have put a thousand on it too. But here's the thing: nineteen ninety, I was ten. So for me to have a thousand dollars, I would have to be walking grand malls across the street and, and robbing. robbing them afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. who would do that? Who would do that? Who would do such? Who would do your that? paper route did not pay that. And much how do money. you find that many grandmas? Exactly. I mean, there's not that many that need help across the street. There's some self-sufficient grandmas out there. I mean, let's be real. Well so. played on the Mike Tyson. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously we all three had him. So yeah, he, it's, he's it's easy, and he can punch hard, and he. Has a scary face tattoo. Is yeah. he the only one out of the three, or out of the, I mean, potentially nine people that we came up with? But is he the only one that we named today that has his own video game? Chuck Norris might. Well, so Ooh. Chuck Norris. Well, I don't know. In North Korea, maybe King Jong yeah. Kim Jong Un has his own he, video. Chuck game. Norris he's really good at video games. Chuck yeah, Norris exactly. I heard actually, he's the best video game player ever. Let me pull this out here, little buddy. Does uh, Chuck Norris have a game? So Chuck Norris. I would think Norris would have a game. Uh, it so, would make so, sense. So hang Norris on now. If you were talking about number of games or quality of games. So Mike Tyson was on one of the most greatest sports boxing games ever in yeah. Mike Tyson's punch That was all kind of agreed upon earlier. Yes. So Chuck Norris, I actually found the video game. So he was in a video game, old school, 1983, called Chuck Norris Super Kicks. Huh. There was a missing in action game on the Atari 7800 and 89. That sounds like a Delta Force. Game. There was a Chuck Norris <laughs> called Bring on the Pain Absolutely. in 2008. And then Bring the Pain? And then there's another, 2008? And then there's another video game, which I think was an app, so like a phone video game. Nonstop Chuck Norris, 2017. See, now here's my question with the Chuck Norris games. If, if there's a game, are you Chuck Norris or are you fighting Chuck Norris? Because I only see the way see, you can't do it. It's got to be a short game, right? I mean, if, if you're Chuck Norris... They're like, press this button, and then it just says you win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because Mike Tyson's punch out, you are not Mike Tyson. Yeah. Exactly. And if you Can we to... get a version of that where you are Mike Tyson? Oh, man, it would just be a bunch of one-round knockouts. Question for you on the Chuck Norris games. 2008, you say, there was a Chuck Norris game called Bring the Pain. Bring Car- on the pain. Carlos Norris, uh, Bring the Pain. Uh what what system would one find that on? Do I'm not know? sure. Okay, because I want to find that game. We'll put that in the show notes. I'm going to go just yeah. hit up a few garage sales after We're going to have to find that game. <laughs> I can find and game. I, 2008, I mean, who knows? That's not that far So, away. yeah, so that would have probably been like, what? Was that PlayStation 2? Probably 3. PlayStation 3. I don't I mean, at that point. I, but I don't know. Probably I'm sorry. Two. I do not have yeah. the information in front of me there, uh, Big Nick. But yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I do want to actually take one quick opportunity. Let's uh, let's just throw it out. Do you guys have any honorable mentions? I know uh, I, 
I'll, I'll throw a quick summary of what we've got, and then I'll kick it to you guys for honorable mention. So, Nick, at number three, we had Mike Tyson. Number two, Kim Jong-un. Bong. And number one, The Undertaker. Mr. B, we've got The Mountain at number three. Mike Tyson at number two. And... <laughs> Mr. Carlos Norris at number Carlos one. Carlos Ray Norris. Carlos Sorry. Ray Norris. On my list, I've got Joe Pesci. What am I, funny? Hey, hey, hey. hey. Number two three, the two youths. Uh, at number two, I got Chuck Norris. And number one, Iron Mike Tyson. All right, so honorable mentions. I threw out actually a few of the ones that I had yeah. in some of the intro. So, I mean, you know. To me, Andre the Giant, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't really qualify for this list, but has to be there. He drank 168 beers once. Yeah, and Bruce Lee and Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan might be, he potentially could be the do scariest you, do guy. Do you know, fun fact about that, that Genghis Khan had sex with so many people that oh. it's like one in a 200 chance More than that Will you're Chamberlain? related to him. It's some- and he starred in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Let's not forget. I forgot about One that. of the greatest cameos. No, but, uh, what, maybe also one of the greatest movies of all time, too. <laughs> Amen to that. I mean, I th- we'll have an episode. Didn't it that. win a couple Oscars that year? I, I think it was up for him, at least. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was so, best picture. Yeah. Well, let's kick it to you guys. Any honorable mentions? Anybody you guys uh, painfully had to leave off of your list? So I'll go first because Mr. B is slow. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to include, like I said earlier, I wanted to include a wrestler because I grew up watching wrestling, and I did include The Undertaker. But for me, first, you know, first on the list would have been Andre the Giant. And also King Kong Bundy. Both of them oh. are no longer with us. And really, those are just big, huge dudes. Bundy, they're, they're two very completely different wrestlers, though. I mean, the, the stories of Andre the Giant picking up a car, those are, are real stories. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that that didn't happen. If you haven't seen it, watch the documentary on him on HBO. That's a well. Plus, I don't know. It's incredible. Maybe the greatest actor of our time in A Princess Bride. Yes. (laughs) Hello, little lady. (laughs) And then King Kong Bundy. He was he was gigantic and just so huge and like so incredibly like he just weighed as much as a Mack truck. But the guy was fast and athletic. It made no sense when you saw him flying around a ring, and he would do that. That growl as he was coming after the other guy, you're like, you like, <laughs> what? like what? It, but it's, it That's shows, shows you that those guys, I mean, their athletic ability is just being bigs. One thing, I mean, like we can list off all the like the Rock and all these guys. That I mean, these guys are you know six five, two hundred ninety pounds, all muscle, and they can move. So yeah. And then I would also include Wilt Chamberlain on my Wilt list. Chamberlain. Wilt the Silt Chamberlain. Just because, I mean, the, one size, going with size again, his athletic ability was out of the gym. He was very fast and a formidable opponent for Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, the Conan movies. Oh, and also, yes. he was... Uh... Oh, wait, no, never mind. And you mentioned how many, me. <laughs> how many people Genghis Kong had sex, yeah. sex with. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain. Chamberlain 20,000 people. I think, he, I think he beat... Angus by two or three yeah. small city. I mean, yeah. let's just be honest. I mean, that's honest. that's doing some work. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't say that. You know, Wilt had sex with all the globetrotters. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. B, on to you. So, yeah, I mean, with mine, I I mean that there was a few, but like my three were pretty easy to kind of pick. I know we kind of talked about that before we started, but um, I mean, you can go with. 
like scary people. Then you start getting into like, you know, if they're not alive, is it like, you know, world leaders, ex military people, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, I mean, athletes are always a big thing just because of their size and strength. But yeah. I think that's why I'm glad we kind of narrowed this down because it could have been very general. And I think yeah. it could have been too wide open. Yeah. Because there, there is a lot of scary individuals that have walked the earth. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but with the career. Jesus could walk on water. Well, and there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. We are the big kids. This is the big kids show. Join us next week for another episode. Have a good one. Y'all. Hey, hey, you're, you're talking to me. <laughs> buddy. Hey, buddy. Oh, my buddy, buddy.